Hey, welcome to the Monkey House Primates. So, thanks so much. I've asked around here to quickly uh, let you all know that we're in Sydney. We're about to be in Brisbane. So uh, very quick stop in Sydney. We're just here for a few nights. So come and see us. And then what are we doing? We're going up to Brisbane. We're going to do a Who Knew It with Matt Stewart at Good Chat. And we're also doing a couple of Dryer Dryers, our comedy festival show. It's the last run of the whole tour. So come on down, Brisbane. That's right. And in Sydney, we're at the Manning Bar and at the Chippo for the Who Knew It. Really pumped up. Hopefully see you all there. Uh, now on with the show. Ook, ook. What is that what the monkey say? Yeah, ooga cha cha. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Welcome to Primates, the podcast where we explore primates in popular culture from Chimpan A all the way down to Chimpan Z. This week on the show, we have a very special guest returning to the Monkey House via satellite link. It's the program director of the North American Primate Sanctuary Alliance, Erica Fleury. Hello, I'm so glad to be back. I think I said your name differently last time, but you're so polite you don't even mention it. You know, everyone says it a little bit differently, but as long as you're saying it, I'm cool with it. Okay, great. Yeah. Oh, it's a great name. I think well, it's, well, it's a married name for me, so I'm still, oh, okay. you know, it's, I wasn't born with it. What was your <laughs> What was your birth name? Erica Walter. Erica Walter. I, no offense to the your Walter clan, but I think you've stepped up with Fleury. Ooh, they're not going to like that. Now, Walter's, <laughs> I'm not saying Walter's bad. I'm just saying Fleury is so good. It's exotic, right? It's very exotic. I know. <laughs> it's mysterious. No. Although, you know, Walter is never mispronounced, so it's right. very stable and, and reliable. Okay. So, I mean, anyway, <laughs> you, you, you lived that life for a while, and now you live in the wild, flurry life. That's right. The wild, flurry life of primates. Yeah. But, I mean, you, you had a Walter childhood, stable, did. all that sort of stuff. Now It was a very Walter childhood. <laughs> it, it is very good to have you back here in the monkey house. People love the episode you are on last time a few months back. Oh, I loved it too. I mean, it was great to see the feedback from everyone and it was fun and different for me. So I love doing this with you. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah. Thanks so much for coming back. And uh, for those who didn't hear that episode, maybe they should go back and listen. But if they haven't, uh, do you want to talk quickly about what NAPSA is? Um, sure. And that is, sorry, that is the North American Primate uh, Sanctuary Alliance, not the uh, Pharmacist <laughs> Student Association um, it caused so much confusion last time. It did. It really did. And I'm not going to let that slip me up this time. So when right. you say NAPSA, I'm going to know you're talking about the primate right. sanctuary. I've been practicing that all, all week. It's quite a mouthful. So There uh, is one other that's going to slip in a little bit because when I Googled it um, earlier today, the first one that came up was the Notional Agreement uh, Preserving State Awards. Um, I've, 
And Where that's do you a, find these things? Well, that's a that's an Australian Workplace um, Award. Uh, wow. Like, there's a pretty big deal down here. The NAPSAs, the National Agreement <laughs> Preserving State Awards. I'm sure they're lovely people. It's an well, to be honest, it, it's an a transitional federal instrument that came into operation on the 27th of March 2006. That's that's as far as the blurb on Google goes, and I will not click on their website because <laughs> they are not the, they're not the real NAPSA. No, no, the real NAPSA is the North American Primate Sanctuary Alliance. Oh, it's not right? the National Australian Pharmacy Students Association. Oh no, hang on, I've fallen in nope. that trap again. Yes, no, Did you're you, right. Yes, North American yes, Primate a... Sanctuary Alliance. Yeah, when, we we got to work on that. What is the what, what kind of work do you do there? We are a coalition of eight of the leading primate sanctuaries in North America, and so they're scattered all over the continent. Um, I am their program director, and I direct their work. They are all busy taking care of uh, close to 800 rescued and retired primates at their sanctuaries. And those primates uh, include over 400 chimpanzees, uh, a number of orangutans, lots of different kinds of monkeys, and they all come from either laboratory research, the entertainment industry, or the pet trade. Yeah, we're talking some pretty big deals here, aren't we? They're some of the biggest stars of the primate, non-human primate world. In oh, for centuries. sure. I mean, Chimp Haven in Louisiana has the most chimpanzees of any sanctuary. Um, they have, uh, gosh, it, it climbs all the time. I want to say the number is something like 284. Bloody hell. Um, Yep, I can tell you right now because I'm pulling up my spreadsheet. Uh, <laughs> I love a spreadsheet. Yeah, 296. Look at that. Good thing I checked. So, um, yes, we have definitely have some of the superstars. We have Center for Great Apes, which get um, the great apes from entertainment, which include a number of the primates you mentioned on this podcast in various episodes. Yep, the big stars. So, yes, lots of them. Lots of monkey sanctuaries that are big stars too. They get lots of laboratory monkeys, and they're all doing – Fantastic work to help these primates that have nowhere else to go. So cool. <laughs> you are literally a primatologist. Is that right? Well, I, I suppose so. I mean, there's, you know, I, I, I don't have a degree in primatology, though. I oh, will don't, be honest. Please don't back off from this. You are a genuine primatologist. That's important yes, to sir. me, even if it's not important to you. Did I graduate from the School of Primates podcast? Yeah, of Is course. Is it an honorary degree? Yeah, yeah, it definitely does. Okay. Then um, I am a primatologist, yes. All right, perfect. Um, yes. so you, you suggested, I said last time, um, that next time you come on, we should talk about a specific, uh, TV show or movie or something. And yes. you suggested an episode of Full House, <laughs> the classic nineties, uh, US sitcom set in San Francisco. Yes. Very, um, very much a staple of the Walter childhood that I enjoyed. Right. Um, mm -hmm. So for people who, who don't know, I mean, it, it's made a comeback as Fuller House on Netflix, but it was, uh, I think originally it came out in the mid-90s and the the brief IMDb uh, synopsis is, a, widower, a widowed broadcaster raises his three children with the assistance of his rock and roll brother-in-law <laughs> and his madcap best friend. If Madcap is in the description, you know it's going to be good. Yeah, I love Madcap. I watching that yes. episode today. It was really uh, he. Um, what? So <laughs> Jesse, Uncle Jesse is the uh, the rock and roll brother in law, and yes. then the Madcap best friend is Uncle Joey. I think. Yes, Uncle Joey. Uncle yeah. Joey is clearly a big fan of of 
Bill Murray, I think. He sounds like he's doing like a soft Bill Murray impersonation the whole episode. I think on every episode he's doing impersonations of other people basically the whole time. Right. Okay. And it's all very much. I guess the show the show actually started in 1987 according to what? Hulu. Okay. Yes. Oh, it ended in the mid 90s. Right. Yes, that and just got right. repeated throughout the 90s, I guess. I remember being, it being a, like yeah. a mid to late 90s show, but wow, yeah. 1987. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The early episodes are very 80s. So would you say, you know, uh, Uncle Joey, you say he's always impersonating other people. Do we ever get to know the real Uncle Joey, do you think? He's somewhat of an enigma, I think. No. I think maybe on this episode, um, Wendy, Aunt Wendy, uh, she gets to see a little bit of the real Joey, perhaps, and she likes what she sees, I believe. Yeah, there's there's romance that kicks off very quickly. (laughs) Steamy. I think my favorite Uncle Joey, I'm just looking this up to make sure, my favorite Uncle Joey uh, fact <laughs> is that supposedly the Alanis Morissette song, You Ought to Know, is written about the actor mm-hmm. Dave Coulier, who plays Uncle I've Joey. I've heard that. I've heard that. And I don't, um, I, I don't know if it's 100% true, but I believe it is. And it's like a really angry breakup song. He really <laughs> broke Alanis <laughs> Morissette's heart. Uncle Joey. Isn't that I know, wild? Where did this angst come from? Because when you look at him, he's like a big goofy teddy bear. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. not a heartbreaker, surely. Well, maybe what? that means he's a really good actor because the real Dave Coulier is, you know, edgy. Yeah. I think that maybe. Yeah. <laughs> he he's never let us <laughs> in on the show, but unfortunately, he, Alanis Morissette let him into her heart and he messed it up in there. He made a real bloody mess well. of the place. He did. He did. Yeah. You ought to know. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess she does now. That's a good warning for everyone know. out there. Stay That's clear right. of Uncle Joey. It's trouble. He is trouble. So the episode <laughs> that you've suggested uh, came from season five, and it is called Too Much Monkey Business. And the IMDb episode description says, Danny is delighted to host his younger sister, Wendy but less thrilled when the zoologist brings her pet chimpanzee, Ginger, along for the visit. That's not really true. He seemed fine with it. Ginger takes a liking to Jesse as sparks fly between Wendy and Joey. Stephanie and Michelle are spooked by the arrival of a tribal souvenir that threatens to curse the household unless it's fed. DJ accidentally ruins Kimmy's hair when she attempts to perm and colour at home. That's written by Melissa. So that's a (laughs) 24-minute episode has all of that in it. (laughs) <laughs> like, I would suffice. I, I believe a lot of it could have been taken out entirely and would not have been missed because the whole the whole African mask part um, did not seem really necessary. No, that did did not go anywhere in particular. It was, yeah, I guess no. they just. I think maybe in the writers' room there, it's just any idea. Throw them all in, and we'll put them all in. I think they needed something for the Olsen twins to do. Right. And for this, the Stephanie character, and so they did that. But I would prefer it to not have happened at all. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. but well, we can talk about the chimp part, perhaps. Yeah, let's. Uh, I want to play you the um, part uh, where the chimp is introduced. So right off the top, actually, the doorbell rings. Uh, one of the Olsen twins, who if people who don't know, the youngest kid in the show is played by the Olsen twins. Her one name is character. Michelle. 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 Right. Great. She goes to the door, answers the door, and if she, like straight off the bat, she says, "There's a monkey at the door." Yes, it's and a chimpanzee. And let's talk about that. Okay. Exactly. You know that bothered you too, right? It really did. And the whole episode, they were all calling it a monkey, including and the zoologist had no trouble with this. 
But I'll, I want to play you uh, the the part where uh, the dad. What's the dad's name again? Danny. 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 Danny Tanner. Danny Tanner, played mm-hmm. by a bad boy oh, of American Bob, comedy, Bob Saget. Bob Saget. All right, Bob Saget. He, here is him uh, opening the door to greet his sister Wendy. Here we go. Hey, Wendy, Hi. you're back, girls. It's your aunt Wendy and and her monkey. <laughs> Oh, wait a second. Is it safe for the kids to be near the monkey? Oh, absolutely. She's very tame. I raised her all by myself. I'm a little baby. I was studying chimpanzees in Uganda, and I found poor Ginger all by herself. Okay, so what she said here is that because she's raised it since it was young, uh, it's not a threat to anyone. Is that Would that be true? Um, no. Um, and t- tell me, they're calling the monkey... Or they're, call, they're calling the chimp a monkey. They're calling the chimp him or it or her. What are they saying? Because I actually couldn't hear the clip there. I think, but... Oh, right. Sorry. Are no, it's okay. Calling, you tell me. I don't understand technology. I, I thought think I was saying... playing that for your benefit, but obviously just for the listeners at home's benefit. Well, that's it's all about them. Uh, okay. She said that um, uh, Danny goes, is it, a, is it safe for the kids to be around? And she says, yeah, yeah. I, I raised, uh, raised it since it was a baby, so no worries at all. I found We've it heard that in Uganda. It was all alone, so I took it. <laughs> that is not. Does this all uh, feel above a, board to you? No, that is not a standard practice for primatologists. <laughs> when you see a sole chimpanzee in Uganda, you do not take it to San Francisco with oh, you, okay. <laughs> to your brother's house. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, no. I guess things uh, were a little different back in the 90s. It was a different time. Um, well, I don't even think they were. I think the show is incredibly falsified. Um, okay. And I also don't know why she has the the chimp wearing shorts. Um, why the chimp is ringing the doorbell, and <laughs> that's how she announces her arrival to their home. <laughs> I think. Look, I'll I'll let you in behind the curtain here. I reckon I know why the chimp answered the, uh, ring ring the doorbell. It was for the great line where. Uh, the the daughter goes opens the door says there's a monkey at the door and then Danny Tanner says that must be my sister so that that's why um, Ginger rang the doorbell it's for comedy gold and I think it, you know you you're allowed to um, stretch the truth a little bit if you're going to get a great laugh like that a great laugh sister, and you're a comedian so you know I gold know. when you see I'm in I'm on the inside on this one oh. you might know uh, chimpanzees. But I know zingers. <laughs> that was one. <laughs> oh yeah, big time. That I think that might be top ten funniest jokes ever. I don't know if I'm going to come to any of your shows now. <laughs> well, then I mean, then my shows aren't as good as that. You can't. I can't. You know, hit that sort of height. Well, my sister looks like a chimpanzee. Huh? Oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now, yeah. Now you get it. That sounds really good. It's okay. A, it's okay. A, one of those ones. Okay, maybe you'll get it on the way home. That kind of joke. <laughs> it has to rest with you for a little bit. Yeah. Marinate. Exactly. Okay. Um, I also enjoy uh, Aunt Wendy. I I like how she's always dressed like she's going on a safari. Did you notice that? I did, yeah. I thought maybe it was Steve Irwin's sister or something like that. Lots of khaki. Yeah, loves the khaki. And uh, I don't know if that's necessary, though, because she's just visiting her family. Yeah, well, I think, you know, when you're a zoologist, uh, you've really got to commit, you know, Mm. especially if if, uh, you're seeing people for the first time in a while, you really got to let them know, I've made a choice with my life. I'm all in at the zoo now. This is me. We'll be Love it or the leave chimp it. With you, yeah. Carrying them with you is sort of a sign of that too, right? Oh, I mean, that, the, the ch- holding the chimp is a subtle nod to being a zoologist, <laughs> but I think wearing khaki, uh, that's, yeah. you know, you can't get any more 
in your face than that. It's true. I mean business, zoo business. No, that's official gear. Yeah. Um, (laughs) The family seems okay with just letting the chimp come in and and stay with them temporarily for, for a few days, right? Yeah, well, Uncle uh, uh, Father Danny, he does say, "Hey, because uh, Wendy goes, I'll stay. Uh, maybe I should get a hotel. This doesn't seem to be appropriate." And he said, "No, no, my sister's got to stay here. I'll get a hotel for the chimp." Oh, he probably said monkey. <laughs> yeah, probably. That's pretty funny. Can you imagine that? That's a whole second episode. Chimp alone yeah. in a hotel room. Yes. I think. Why didn't basic- they follow that? Yeah, you basically got um, Dunson checks in. They, I reckon the, the writer oh. of Dunstan Checks In was watching this episode and they extrapolated yes. from that line. Yes, he was watching and he said, I've got it. And like a light bulb went off yeah. above his head. But just for copyright yeah. reasons, changed it to an orangutan instead of a chimpanzee. Right. Because he didn't want people to catch on, you know, as quickly as you did. They yeah. don't have, not everyone has your sleuthing abilities. That's right. Also, I've got one foot in comedy and one foot in primates. So... I'm probably one of the few who was qualified uh, to figure this out. That's right. And I did, real quick. And to analyze this episode in such detail as we are doing right now. That's right. I mean, it took 20 years, but uh, I busted this wide open. (laughs) It deserves it. Yeah. Did you, why did, why did you pick this episode um, in particular? Because you you loved Full House growing up? I did love Full House growing up and it just... It it always made me happy to watch it. And even now when I hear the music, it makes me feel like I'm like eight years old again watching this on the couch. Definitely. Um, my favorite thing about the show, I genuinely t- un- entirely unironically love the theme song. I reckon it's a yes. banging tune. Love it. it makes me happy, right? It just it's it's like a return to childhood. And then about a year ago, my daughter started watching it. She was, I think, six at the time. And um, so I got re-interested in all these episodes because she had it on so I would see them. And then we saw the chimp episode. And of course, I don't remember the chimp episode being on in 19, what was it, 1992. But, um, but seeing it now, with knowing what I know, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so weird. And so we would talk about it. And then I thought it would be good to talk about with you. Yeah, great. And it, it's sort of coming towards the end of the, of the, um, or probably right in the, yeah, the death throes of the golden age of real live primates on screen. Like it, mm-hmm. the modern, you know, the last decade or so has been pretty much it's moved into nearly all CGI stuff. But back then, up until the nineties, it was it seemed like every sitcom had at least an episode where they went, Oh, I guess we bring in the monkey. Friends Absolutely. Are, Friends did it in season one. <laughs> Normally right. it feels like a we're running out of ideas thing. Let's bring a chimp in. But um <laughs> They They hopped right on that train, yeah, didn't they? Full house waited um, all the way to season five. They did. But they kept all the typical cliches that we would expect. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And, the uh, the chimp did yeah. run wild at one point. Like, well, yeah. should we let's talk through the episode a little bit? At least that main storyline. So, um, sure. Joey, it, it becomes clear that Joey knew Wendy as kids, and they were real um, bratty to each other. They were, mm-hmm. they, were, they were at each other's throats in a you know in a a kid sort of nasty way. Um, right. Not anymore, though. Not anymore. Uh, now they're at each other's necks in a much more sensual way. <laughs> 
<laughs> Almost too sensual Almost. for the show. Yeah. yeah. There was a few weird moments in this show. Earlier, before we even got to that, um, uh, Ginger the Chimp had its hand in Uncle Jesse's pocket. Yes, I was going to say, and what was, is going on? <laughs> and, and and he goes, what what is the chimp? What's the monkey doing? And and he goes, well, I know what the monkey's doing. Why is it doing it? So he's, I think he was, was he like, pretty explicitly well, saying it was wanking him off? Yes, it was like molesting him. And that is not at all appropriate for a show like this for kids. I would say that at that point, very mention, early in the episode, was too much monkey business. Yeah, that is definitely too much monkey business. And I'm not comfortable with the whole chimp man business going on there. Yeah. Let's not just, okay. Yeah, let's leave chimps and chimps to love each other, all right? Stop. And the whole family was just watching it happen, right? They were just, like, chuckling. Oh, Uncle Jesse. Uncle Jesse, yeah. <laughs> the chimp loves someone you. Do, someone do something about this. I know. Well, there was a I scene later on uh, where when the uh, mm. chimp, chimp got loose in the house, it right. jumped in. Uh, Jesse was waiting for his wife to join him in bed. Uh, <laughs> And they were alluding to it. I think it sounded like they were going to have sex for the first time since <laughs> they had uh, twins. So it's a pretty I don't big know if it's moment. the first time, but yeah. It wasn't the first time. Like, I, if I'm, I got to open it's up a- here. I was half watching this show. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> it was hard I'm to, a- even for 24 <laughs> minutes, it was hard to fully keep my attention. But I don't blame you. He, uh, so he was waiting for his wife to join him in bed. And is his wife, let's sort of sorry for jumping around, but his wife is in trouble for um, paying, like, bri- is she the one who's been bribing yes. universities well, to let her kids in? Yes, Lori Laughlin, her name is. So she plays Aunt Becky on the show, and she was just recently uh, in a lot of, she still is in a lot of trouble, yeah, for bribing to get her two daughters into college and falsifying, I guess, some records, something about, I think, claiming that they were on athletic scholarships or paying to get them in on athletic scholarships for sports that they never played. Right. So, uh, she's in a bit of trouble, but she plays a real goody two-shoes on the show. Yeah, as they all sort of do. Even the bad they, boys are kind of all very good. Absolutely. It is the, it's, it's yeah, the most saccharine sort of US sitcom cliche show. It's sort of like the basis of the weird, and every episode ends with a, oh, the crowd, oh. Yeah. They hug. Yeah. There's all a big misunderstanding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, yeah. so. Which is why I love it. That's why it makes me happy. <laughs> yeah, right. It is. It's made for, for feel goodness. And every every now and then a little bit of interspecies jerking off. Um, <laughs> strange. It's such a weird thing for them to put in there. But I know. <laughs> and then there was and this then... other part where, so he's waiting for uh, Aunt Becky to come in. And right. uh, all of a sudden. I might even play I'll play it now. Can't keep your hands out of my hair, huh, honey? <laughs> oh, I love you. <laughs> oh. Hmm. That feels good, honey. <laughs> uh, you know all the right spots. The rough stuff tonight, huh, honey? (laughs) Has Uncle Jesse been a bad boy? (laughs) 
Becky? When was the last time you shaved your back? So, so what you heard there was Uncle Jesse um, thinking that his wife was joining him in bed, but it was actually Ginger the Chimp who ended right. up spanking him. Uh, and at one point he even said he called himself to his wife, oh, Uncle Jesse's been a bad boy or something like that. <laughs> Why is he calling himself Uncle Jesse to his wife? That's only relevant. <laughs> the uncleness is only relevant to the kids. You're his niece and nephew, right. what, what are you talking about? That's creepy. So I didn't even weird. That. Why are you calling yourself that? It was what, a real was weird moment. The chimp was nibbling on him or whatever right. at the time. I think I was pretty horrified by that. And uh, I, I didn't even hear the Uncle Jesse part. But there's a whole lot to question in this episode. Yes. And I might argue that if we were to examine every episode of this show, there's probably as much stupidity going on. Yeah. Throughout the whole series. Well, and that's the thing about it is like a, it's a series of they, they churn out. I mean, this is episode 18 of season five. And it was not the last episode. There were 20, nearly 30 episodes in that season. So, you know, that's a lot of TV half hours to. So, yeah, I, I'm guessing they're just throwing stuff against the wall there. But yeah, yeah they don't dig too deep. So uh, Wendy, the zoologist and sister of Danny, is uh, reconnecting with her bratty old friend, Uncle Joey, uh, the, the, uh, the man of a million voices, but. What's his actual voice? You know, we don't mm. know. But they we don't. Uh, Danny encourages Joey to take her to a zoo. Um, uh, what do you? Call, I was going to say audition, but that what do you? What do you? Call, a, a job, job interview. interview. <laughs> yeah. Well, she. You know, in the beginning, and you may have missed this because <laughs> you might have been distracted. But she, she she walks in, and everyone's like, "Oh, Aunt Wendy's here," and she says, "I have a job interview at the zoo at three o'clock. Can right. you take me there?" And it's like, whoa, what, is this how what you do when you go to visit family? You <laughs> yeah. just expect them to take you to a job interview? I did like, not notice that. That's so presumptuous. Anyway, I'm here. Yeah, um, maybe that's why Joey are, you know, fought with her as kids. Maybe she was always so presumptuous. Right. Yeah, very privileged. she got a she, bit of an attitude. I think I'm feeling that. That makes sense. But anyway, by the time they return, they're making out on the couch. Right. And As, um, you, as you do in a house full of children, right? <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Danny walks in and he says, I need to talk to you, Joey. And then they have a quiet word and Danny says to Joey, back off my sister. Mm. It's, ba- it's, it's bad news. Don't do it. And Joey's right. like, I'm a grown man. She's a grown woman. And I was loving that. I'm like, yeah, well, that's cool. I mean, it's all a bit weird. But <laughs> the, 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 um, it's weird that Danny, why is Danny, I mean, they are all like, they're all, it must be 40s. And they're going... <laughs> Why are they having these conversations? Back off my sister. It was a real right. schoolyard sort of thing. Uh, we learned why, though. We learn why right at the end, and that's because she's always – Danny was trying to protect Joey, not his sister. She's a, yeah, she's a heartbreaker. She's a heartbreaker. She's always traveling around, chasing chimps and zoo jobs, and he just wanted to make sure uh, Joey's heart was protected. Why he didn't say that up the top, I'm not sure, because that would have no. saved a lot of misunderstandings. <laughs> For sure, for sure. But that's how this show is built. That's right. It's all a big misunderstanding. It's a whole lot of misunderstandings. I know. Yeah. So and... they, they end up, um, but in the very end, they they he says, "Let's make it work." She takes the job at the zoo, 
And I obviously haven't seen the next episode. Does it follow on from there? Do you remember? No, I don't think we ever see her again. That is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Wendy, they needed her for one episode to get a chimp on. And when the chimp is gone, they don't need Wendy anymore. So why didn't they end the episode saying, I'm not going to take this job, but let's try and make it work long distance or something. Something where they, it's not so jarring that she just disappears the next episode. Is it really jarring, though? All right, <laughs> you, probably not. Are you upset? <laughs> I'm a little upset. I really thought I saw uh, I saw a long, loving relationship. Well, there may be, maybe there's some Full House aficionados out there who are going to argue with me, but I don't remember seeing Wendy on future episodes. Yeah, the next uh, episode is called something without monkey in the title, which makes me think it's yeah. probably not that. Why, She's why, only around monkeys. Why is it that uh, monkey, uh, even... Back then, probably even today, people still call chimpanzees monkeys. Why is that? Do you think? They do it all the time. Just I think people don't know, and there's so many monkey species. I hear people saying gorilla when they mean chimp, right. or I think I'm sure people even say monkey when they mean gorilla. It just they think monkey means all primates, and as you know, that's not true. But you know, and I think people also might think ape means all primates. Yeah, There's a lot right. of confusion out there about what's an ape, what's a monkey, what's a primate, what's a gorilla, you know. And, I mean, that's really why this podcast exists. It's uh, it's here to educate as well as entertain. You know, if we you can do, do both. both, we can do both. You know, I can multitask. Full House doesn't manage that. They just sort of do the entertainment part and not so much the education uh, part. Well, not in terms of primates, but emotionally they do educate. You know, they, t- they, they tell you to open up your heart. And, uh, oh, you're be, so right. Family, you know, family will always be there for you. That was an important part of my Walter childhood. Yeah. <laughs> Did you grow That's up? That's why in I'm a, so well rounded. Because <laughs> you, you're not too far from San. You're in LA, right? Which is I'm in LA, a but I actually. It's Francisco. like I think driving. It's it's more than a couple hours. I think it's more like six to seven hours. Okay. I've I haven't driven there yet, but I actually grew up in New Jersey. On the opposite coast of the states. Ah, New Jersey, mm. uh, Bruce Springsteen. Yes. Uh, Rutgers University. Yes, uh, right near Rutgers. I went to. A, I saw a, a football game, Rutgers versus someone, which was a bit, bit of fun. You did. Yeah. In New Jersey. In New Jersey. Like, yeah. yeah, I went to wow. Rutgers. Um, wow. Caught the train down from New York for the day. Yes. So I was in this little town um, right near Princeton, which is where Princeton University is. And also very close to Rutgers. So oh, that's right. the central New Jersey area where I grew up. Ah, oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. I think that's about all I know about New Jersey. Oh, wait. Uh, Jersey Boys. The uh, uh, what's yeah. his name and the what's their names, you know. <laughs> Got Jersey in the title, yeah. Yeah. Well, I forget what that <laughs> band is. That's all you need but... to know. And, the, and isn't also yeah. uh, John Bon Jovi a, a Jersey guy? He is. I mean, it's, it's a state that's, you know, it's a very musical sounding state. A lot of musicians from New Jersey. Wonder why that maybe is. that's because it's so close to New York. Right, it's right, right near it. Yeah, it I is, don't know. It's weird because it it feels like it's they're almost part of the same city. You know, that's that close. Mm-hmm. But well, yeah, they're really. I mean, you know, you you were there. You took a train or a bus or whatever to come yeah. right there. So yeah, it's very different Proximity. in Australia. If there were two two big cities that close to each other, what's the capital of New Jersey? Trenton. Trenton. That would basically would be a suburb of New York, but in Australia, yeah. that's just. Um, yeah, that would just be a suburb, but over there, everything, you, you've got state lines everywhere. Oh gosh. It's so confusing. I know. And I'm sure for someone who's not 
from this country, it's even more of a mishmash. <laughs> but I think that's fun. I, I find that really fascinating. 50 states. Um, and I'll so name many. them all now. No, I won't. But, uh, Utah <laughs> is one I know. That is one. <laughs> yeah. Good job. 49 ago. Here we go. American, Hawaii. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. Iowa? Alaska. Is that a state? Alaska. Yes. Great. Let, Iowa are we doing is a state. this? <laughs> New York. New Jersey. Have I said that yet? California. <laughs> yes. Uh, North Dakota, South Dakota, mm-hmm. they South Carolina, North Carolina. Yeah, I've named I've named twenty percent of your states. There's Virginia. There's West Virginia. There's all these, you know, very similar in name. Okay, ones. now you need to name twenty percent of Australian states, please, as a you know bilateral sort of show of, of uh, faith <laughs> that we're you know we appreciate each other's nations. You can begin Bris- now. Okay, <laughs> these are the the words I know that I associate <laughs> with Australia. I know Brisbane. I know Wollongong. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure if I know more than that. <laughs> that were two cities, sort of, Bris- Brisbane and Wollongong. I said Brisbane wrong, so. Well, no, but, but I think you said it like it's spelt, which is okay. Wollongong. Brisbane. I don't know about that. Brisbane. Oh. Yeah. Melbourne. <laughs> I'm Mel- in Melbourne. Okay. That's, no, it's Mel- Melbourne. Is that how you say it? Yeah, it's sort of Melbourne. But Melbourne. 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 Sound like you. Yeah. You know. Okay. It. Uh, yeah. I, well, I think- do. Do you want to talk much more about the Full House episodes? I got um, some. <laughs> we we can go back into it. I mean, what else? I feel like we've nailed pretty much most of it. There were yeah, there uh, were weird. Mo- I mean, we didn't talk about how the the older daughter and her friend had a bit of a hair dye mishap. But that was when the uh, chimp was on a rampage. Went in. Right. It was on, on by the rampage. Loose. Yeah, by rampage you mean he snuck into the room and mixed up some hair dye. Yeah, he did a few very subtle, subtly <laughs> comical um, scenarios. He went in, mixed some extra hair dye. Why did it get frizzy though? <laughs> so the chimp added sense. extra red in the hair dye. Yeah, um, she ends up looking like an Eddie Van Halen mullet. Yeah, <laughs> totally, like it's got a bit red. of that David Bowie when he had a red mullet as well. Yeah, it looked good on David Bowie though. It did, but she was happy. What's her name? The uh, uh, Kiki. Kimmy. 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 <laughs> Kiki. <laughs> she was very happy when she saw it. So, you know, it was nice. She loved it. So that worked out well. Um, so the chimp just basically ran all over the house causing little bits of mayhem. And everyone thought it was lovely and ha ha ha. And oh, at one point, though, the ginger, the chimp, escapes out the window into a tree. And that's when Danny and Joey have their heart to heart talk about Wendy breaking, breaking Joey's heart. Um, and they do this in the tree, right? Yeah, that's right. Which is, which which, is very realistic. And also, it gave a great opportunity for John Stamos or Uncle Jesse to come out and uh, say, "Is everything okay? I just saw three monkeys in the tree." <laughs> ha ha ha! Huh? Calling his brother and Joey monkeys—that's funny Love stuff. Me. You're gonna write that down for your act? No, that's locked in. I'm taking that. I think yeah, that's yeah. the statute of limitation on jokes is about. What, 30 years is it? I think I'm... You're good. Yeah. So I can't wait to um, <laughs> use that one in... Uh... And you know, there was one part where, okay, so I think it's right at the end, Jesse promises Ginger the chimp when they're like saying goodbye, I think. Um, he says he, he'll make plans to take her to see Planet of the Apes. Yes. Which is a stupid joke, but... In South Carolina, here in the States, there's actually a facility that took their chimpanzees to the movie theater to see Planet of the Apes a few years ago. That actually happened. Right. <laughs> so I was like, oh, Jesse, you're predicting the future there. 
That's cool. Is it? I yeah. think it's not real. I mean, it's it's a strange coincidence, but you wouldn't want to be in that theater with those chimps and experts when they saw that were like, "Oh my god, what are these people doing?" The um the the nice thing about it was that he actually suggested a movie that had other chimpanzees in it as well. That's true. Not not a monkey movie. Yeah. <laughs> Aladdin so, or something. <laughs> yeah, that would have been disappointing. Abu's not a chimpanzee, Uncle Jesse. <laughs> It was a capuchin. I heard you talking about it. That's before. right. That is it's based listen. on a, based on the capuchins from I think San Francisco Zoo. Yeah, yeah. That's what I, I would have guessed. He was a capuchin for sure. Yeah, they, they, um, uh, they're probably one of the most represented on screen monkeys. I reckon the capuchin. Yeah. Very yeah, versatile. Like friends and friends, right? Because they're so smart. They're so good with their hands, and they're smart and they're cute and little. Yeah, they, much easier to handle. There's so many like that line about, um, all right, I'll take you to a movie. How about Pun of the Apes? And that gets a laugh. They there yeah. are a lot of laughs that just come at the end of sentences that <laughs> yes. aren't, aren't necessarily like. I feel like some of them are sort of hard to know what even the joke is meant to be. Well, he te- he also tells Ginger at one time to go find Michael Jackson. Yes. Which- <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I what? Know. How likely is it that a chimpanzee can go out and find? You know, an A-list celebrity. Yeah, it's That's rare. pretty unlikely, Uncle Jesse. You know no. what I mean? No, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Hey, Jesse, how about you have a little mercy on the <laughs> chimpanzee for once? Hey, Jesse, how about you know the difference between a chimp spanking you and your wife spanking you? Yeah, it wasn't until he touched the back and, and, and asked, have you not shaved your back in a while? Wouldn't he? <laughs> Which is gross, number one. <laughs> Wouldn't he? Wouldn't he sense the chimp is not a human being? Yeah, yep. In his ear, (laughs) he suggested that she smelt different, uh, felt different. She was behaving differently. Yes. Um, And his eyes were closed. Why didn't he open his eyes? Well, you know, maybe that's just something they do in the boudoir. That's true. I don't really. I I don't don't want to mess with that. Yeah, don't don't bedroom shame. Uh, that's is that, true. Is that a thing? <laughs> no, but now you made me feel guilty like okay. it is a thing. So, <laughs> there, I, um, Reminded me that Full House has a lot of catchphrases. So Uncle Jesse says, have mercy at least once an episode. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, uh, what, the daughter, the youngest an... daughter says, uh, police. Mm-hmm. She also used to say, you got it, dude. You got it, dude. You got it, dude. I've just found it. Uh, an article on E! Online, which is, uh, it's called, Have Mercy, the 20 best Full House catchphrases ranked. There is, there is not a thing left to be ranked anymore. If this is being ranked, <laughs> there's nothing left to be done. Our society is doomed. Number 20, duh. Michelle that's, is that's a not damn a sass. That's not a catchphrase. Number 19, no, oh, police, which was used mm. in this one. Apparently, one of Danny's is, what's going on? <laughs> these are these catchphrases. <laughs> these questions. No. I know this show. That is not a catchphrase of his. No. This no. is a catchphrase I recall. Uh, Uncle Joey saying, cut it out. And he'd do, oh, totally. he'd, he'd do a scissors thing with his fingers. I can do that. I taught my daughter how to do it. Really? Like, cut yeah, it out. You point, yeah. You cut like a scissors. Uh, you know, it's hard to show you on a podcast, but you cut. With your scissor, with scissor hands, and then you point with your index finger, and yep. then you take your thumb and like Over like a shoulder. hitchhiking move. Yeah, out. cut, it, cut out. it out. All right, it's a, it's a cool move. 
It is a very cool move. That's why I would have ranked it number one. But like, that's probably a little bit harder on the judging at E Online. Only made it to the top fifteen. What was number one? Uh, I haven't even got that far down. Let's see. Number one is Nerd Bombers. <laughs> if you have... That's not a catchphrase, nor is that a word anyone else used outside of this show. Nerd Bombers. It's the ultimate insult according to this listicle. That's uh, a terrible list. Nerd Bombers. No good. Have Mercy number two. Surely Have Mercy is number one. That They've got whatever as number three. That's also not a catchphrase from the show. Capiche? That's a word people use. Yeah, it, Capiche is a good one. That's number four? Yeah, because he would. Uncle Jesse would say that to Michelle when, right. when she was, like, little. Okay. Yeah. She's got a lot of them, Michelle. She also has number six. You're in big trouble, mister. Mm, I do remember that. <laughs> people who don't know the show are probably getting a good idea of what it's all about. Uh, yeah, there's not much more to it than this. Apparently, whenever Uncle Jesse answers the phone, he says, talk to me. That's one of his catchphrases. He's that's just a cool dude. Cool. Yeah, that's yeah. very cool. Badass. Really cool. He always wears, you know, leather and vests and like, like, like a necklace or something. He's yeah. very, He's, very 90s rocker. He, uh, and he doesn't like you touching the hair. Whoa, don't uh, touch, not the hair, not the hair. No. He said that well, to Does the Ginger chimp. touch the hair in this, yeah. in this episode? Yeah, I'm, I'm Might sure. Might not be the big finish. Right. <laughs> Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. Bluenile.com code LISTEN. Were you telling me um, not too long ago that uh, the man who plays Uncle Jesse, he was Uh, trying to organize a chimpanzee for his kid's birthday party or something? It was a monkey. He, um, yeah, just within this year, he, so he has a baby uh, son who I think just turned a year. And before he turned a year old, they were some magazine, I think it was People Magazine, interviewed the actor, John Stamos, who plays Uncle Jesse, yeah. uh, about his son's birthday party coming up. And he said, I guess it was Curious George themed. And he said, uh, I'd love to get a monkey, a real monkey there. And so that was in the media. So then, you know, the animal experts were upset about that. Our organization and some others sent letters to his people and to him saying, please don't do this. This isn't a good idea. And he ended up um, agreeing not to get a monkey. And he said it was a joke. So right. perhaps it was a joke all along, but at least the monkey did not, you know, a monkey did not have to come to this birthday party. Oh, that's, yeah, that's funny. I, maybe, yeah, maybe it was a joke. If it was a joke, he, I feel like the article would have portrayed it as a joke. It just made it sound like, yeah, I'd love to have a monkey at the party. And I, f- I think that's what he meant. Um, but then maybe he just realized it wasn't a good idea or maybe it wasn't even possible who knows but the good thing is that the monkey did not show up to his birthday party the monkey was busy all right busy yeah time busy being a monkey <laughs> <laughs> yeah up I to mean, monkey business. <laughs> oh not too much no. monkey business i hope no just enough especially with that whole scene of uncle jesse being wanked off by the monkey it's a little sus that now he wants to have a party with a monkey mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. 
Yeah. What are creepy. your real motives, Uncle Jesse? Yeah, Uncle Jesse. Because you know there's no line between his character and him, right? They're the same person. So. I think so. Yeah, I think it, that's a fair assumption. Yeah, unlike uh, uh, Uncle Joey. <laughs> Joey. Un yeah, Joey is, and the actor are entirely different people. But there well, is... Yeah. He's getting his heart broken on this show, but then in real life, he broke Alanis Morissette's heart. Yep. It's, it's all flipperoo. Whereas Uncle Jesse, that's a very blurry line. Where does Uncle Jesse stop? And where does uh, John Stamos stop? We don't know. No one knows. And science has been working on this for years. That's um, like a whole episode of a podcast in itself right there. Yeah. And uh, we will get to the bottom of it one day. We will. Maybe I'll be we there for get, it. get John on. <laughs> Do you know, are you a personal friend of John living in Hollywood, as you do? I wish I was. No, I wish I was, but I'm not. Okay. He doesn't travel in my circle. <laughs> ah, well, that's interesting. It's not a big place, is it? LA? La La Land? Uh, it actually is, yeah. Huh. <laughs> We're not all movie stars. <laughs> okay. Oh, so you're not a movie star? I am not. What? Yes. Maybe I will be, but not yet. You got to go to more auditions. That's do I strike key. you as a movie star? Oh, yeah, big time. You got a mm. quality, a certain quality, and it's a star quality. Star quality. That's what they call it. Yeah. Is oh, it that's, so that's a term. Yeah, that's one of yeah. that's one of my terms as well. Yeah. Star quality. I came up with that. Uh, je you ne did. Sais quoi. Uh, how You've do you been say, around a long time. Say? I have. Yeah. Je ne sais quoi. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how you say. It. Yeah. Um, yeah. You got it. Okay. <laughs> uh, I've, I've, Such a worldly man. I am. Thank you for noticing. Yeah. I yeah. I've Obvious. traveled. You know, I caught yeah. a train to Rutgers. That's impressive to me, to be honest. Good for you. It was great. It was great fun done. They they got slammed Rutgers by whoever they played, mm. but mm. I bought a Rutgers hoodie and I wore you it pr proudly. And uh, well, I took it back to no. New York, and people treated me differently when I got back. You were like a local. No, I was an outcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think... Because you wore a Rutgers thing in New York, is that what you mean? Yeah, people. I was walking on Ow. the streets. I remember people scowling at me. That's what they do in New York. Oh. That's just their face. Oh, right. So it wasn't yeah. the Rutgers thing. It was just me. <laughs> it was just you and everyone else. Okay. It actually wasn't you. It was them. It was just that's what you do in New York. I was smiling at them. I thought they were, they were sort of upset with how bad the football team was. I don't think they care much. Or that they thought I was a Jersey boy. They might have. But... I kept telling them that I was walking here and that didn't <laughs> seem to stop them. Did you say it in that nasally tone? Like, <laughs> yeah. Just like that? Yeah, I'm walking just, here. I'm walking here. Oh, well, it's a shocker that that didn't work out for you. Yeah. Well, I was trying to fit in. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're doing more than I have. So, okay. you know. How do you have I a have... New, New Jersey accent? Is that what this I is? I think I do. Yeah, people say I do. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I so. can't fully tell them all apart. I would have believed you were Californian born and bred. But... Oh, no, no. But, you know, if you come to California, people are much happier here. So you come here, they'll smile at you more. That's interesting. Is it? Yeah. A, is it the sunshine? Not that New Jersey gets yes. real hot summers, but LA is just warmer all year round, right? Oh yeah, and you're right by the ocean, and it's beautiful, and absolutely. Yeah, I wonder if that's the same in Melbourne because Melbourne's probably got weather more, maybe not the same as, but probably more in common with uh, New York. And then the further north you go in Australia, gets closer to the Californian weather. So Are they I, happier there? I I'm not sure. I I feel like it's pretty. Yeah, I'm not sure, but I I definitely know that feeling of of um, traveling from a cold place or a warm place and feeling instantly happier. Yeah, it's it's the, a real thing. Get that vitamin D in you. Yeah, I I have to take supplements in the winter here because I get low on it. 
Oh, man, you got to come out here and visit me. Yeah. Well, that's the plan. We're hoping to take some of these podcasts, this and do go on over to uh, America later this year. We've been saying it for a while and we're talking to people about it, but it's a slow mm-hmm. process. I don't know if you know yeah. this about your country, but they make it hard to get in there. They do. Yeah. Even from, from your friendly Australians from Melbourne. I, I apologize on behalf of my people. I Look, no apology necessary. Um, uh, but yeah, hope, I'm really hopeful that that can happen. I've got some uh, questions before we'll talk a little bit more about um, Full House towards the end. But I, I just ha- uh, put the call out to some of our Patreon supporters and listeners if they had any questions for you, because a lot of them uh, loved your time on the show last time. Um, Great. So if you're if you're up for it, can I throw some questions at you? I would love it. All right, cool. Um, I have not uh, vetted these questions at all. I'm reading these for the first time, okay? so Should be fun. Feel free to pass on any of them. Uh, this is from okay. Gregory Gritman. He says, which primates are most and least human-like in their behavior? Um, I think you'll agree with me here that uh, chimpanzees and especially bonobos, I think, are the most human-like yep. in their behavior in, yep. in different ways, right? Um, although chimps have, have a you know, as you, an aggressive sort of violent side to them, uh, you could argue humans do too. Um, but orangutans also have some, a lot of human qualities. Um, if I had to pick one though, I would say bonobos. They're the most genetic, genetically similar to us. Um, they look a lot like us. Yep. That's my answer. Yeah. They, 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 they're sort of the John Stamos style. It's all about the sex. They're lovers. Yeah. Whereas the chimps are. are more fighters. Yeah. And I guess you could say we're what, half and half? Yeah. Which is, it's interesting that because bonobos are a, a very, like, super closely related to chimpanzees. They're basically an offshoot of chimpanzees, right? A subspecies. Yeah. Yeah. They, they were considered a, a, a subspecies and now they're considered their own species. Right. But they're very close, but they're so different in how they deal with conflict. Absolutely. Um, and they, they even look, I mean, when you look at them, you can differentiate a bonobo from a chimp really easily. It's it's crazy. I think maybe to, to the untrained eye looking at them, they might look the same, but like bonobos have this little like part in their hair, yeah. <laughs> like a hairdo, and they've got pink lips and um, their bodies are have less hair on them in general. Um, and they're, they're really cool. I think a lot of people don't know anything about bonobos, but I'm telling the listeners right now, if you're even halfway interested, Google bonobos and you'll be fascinated by what you find. I've got a friend who uh, is a comedian and also works at uh, one of our zoos here, and she she's going to come on and do a bonobo special sometime soon. So we're going to. Oh, do, that's cool. Yeah. So hopefully, because I, I don't know heaps about them, but I, what I, I think one of the most famous bonobos in a film was um, Cobra from Planet of the Apes reboots. He's also mm-hmm. a villain. He's like the most sort of bloodthirsty. He's got a backstory that um, sh- gives him a reason to be because he was treated very poorly uh, with in research labs. But it's interesting they chose a bonobo to be the um, the sort of the villain. The yeah, that's weird, and it's not very accurate. I don't like that. Yeah, it seems <laughs> a bit strange for like a, a movie. There's so much money spent on it. Why not have that a little bit more accurate? But anyway. Um, yeah. You'd think that would be a chimp, not a bonobo. Yeah. So then uh, uh, he also, so he said the, that's the most like, I guess the least like would just be sort of like the old world monkeys or the new world monkeys, which are the. I would say the new world monkeys because um, 
I mean, this is all probably a little bit subjective, right? Yeah, this is very subjective. And (laughs) there's going to be scientists like arguing with what we're saying. Although I, if any scientists are listening, I I might be shocked. But uh, (laughs) scientists, there are scientists who listen, who message in, but you know, I think they take it all with a grain of salt as much as anything. Yeah, I mean, in our opinion, I mean, I mean, look, there's, there's, there's primates that are called bush babies and and marmosets that are like tiny, tiny little things. And you, I might say that those are the least like humans. Yeah, they they look more like possums or little marsupials than. Yeah, I mean, some of them are nocturnal. Yeah, they do. They're very marsupial like. They they live off the off of the gums of trees, and you know, those are have seemed to have very little. in relation, very little similarities to humans on the surface. Yep. Uh, Herbert Covington asks if we ever had that basketball match. <laughs> Do you remember we were talking about we're going to play? <laughs> I guess we'll have to play that when we, yeah. uh, when when I get in over person. later in the year. Yeah. Oh, I'm nervous already. Well, you should be. Yeah. Herbert, is, it's coming. It's coming, and we're going to find out who the real you is. And that's, that's you can only find out on the court, one-on-one. It's the only way. On the court. Uh, Melissa Ferguson asks, uh, what's your favorite primate and why? Oh, this always comes up on your podcast, doesn't it? Does, it does, yeah. I think, I imagine you've got many answers, but I think last time did you, you gave us an answer. Maybe I said it was spider monkey. Oh, spider no. monkey. That's right. Yes. Yeah, I said spider monkey, but I, I can't pick. I like them all for different reasons. That's so hard. And you got to go see them at work as well, so that'd be awkward. <laughs> Word gets back <laughs> to them and you're playing favorites. Anyone. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've got coworkers that have only monkeys at their sanctuaries. I've got coworkers that have only apes. How can I pick even, you know, one of those? And I, 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 I'll offend everyone else. Can't say that. Especially I think the monkeys ra- and, and apes themselves. Well, that they're the most important ones. Of course. Yeah. Um, thanks for that question, Melissa. Tabitha Post asks, "How can the average person contribute positively?" I've said contribute weird, haven't I? How do you it's okay. say that? I thought Mike? it was an Australian thing. Contribute? How, contribute. Thank you. <laughs> how, does, how can the average person contribute positively to the welfare of primates? Does uh, And do you consider zoos ethical? We talked about that a little bit last time as well, and you said that it depends, I believe. What, about zoos? Yeah. Or, yeah. So um, there's different opinions on zoos. Um, what I will say is that if you want to support zoos, it's important to look for accredited zoos. So I know in the United States, there's an association called, um, the association of zoos and aquariums, and they are the gold level of care for zoos and aquariums. And they have certain standards that must be met and they sort of ensure that these facilities are responsibly run and and so forth. Um, I know there is other such accreditations worldwide. Um, so it's important to focus on that when you, if you want to visit a zoo. Um, and, um, I I think that's my answer for that. I forget what the, what the first part of the question Uh, was. How can the average person contribute, Mm -hmm. contribute positively to the welfare (laughs) of primates? You did it twice. That's good. Um, yeah, I mean, there's so much you can do, but I always tell people that the easiest thing you can do is just not support um, their exploitation. So that means don't go to facilities that that offer uh, like photo opportunities with primates, that offer chances for you to like hold them, pet them, um, that use them in entertainment, like for TV, if they loan them out or rent them out for parties. Anything that seems to be um, something that the primate wouldn't choose to do in the wild, you should question that. 
And um, there's actually a document on NAPSA's website. And I know Matt will put the link up um, for everyone listening. But we have a document on how to recognize a reputable animal care facility from those that are not reputable. We call them pseudo sanctuaries sometimes um, because some places can call themselves a sanctuary, but then they, they do these questionable things and, you know, they make money from exploiting their primates. And it's really important that you not support those because a lot of times animal lovers, you know, you want to see primates because they're fascinating and you might be drawn to visit such a place because you get to see these up close and you might get to hold a chimp or a monkey or get your picture taken with them. And you're, you are contributing to their harm by doing that because your dollars, you know, your dollars speak. So don't, don't participate in those types of opportunities. Well, Tabitha sort of follows up asking about that as well. She's asking how uh, tourism can impact primate welfare and if there is a, a, a way to practice ethical tourism when it comes to seeing and experiencing animals. So does that mean that basically whenever there's an opportunity to, to get up close to primates then it's probably bad for the primates? Yeah, it's always bad for the primates yeah. because – even if they seem to be okay, like for, for, you look at them, they don't seem to be upset. They don't seem to be abused. Um, odds are behind the scenes, they very likely could be abused. A lot of times they're drugged for these uh, these photo opportunities or for public encounters because um, it keeps them um, calm. and yeah. yeah, docile, exactly. So, um, and, and just the fact that they're not when you see them, you know, they're sitting there, they're either they're chained or whatever, they're with a trainer, they're not with their social group. And for primates, it's so important that they have social opportunities with their own kind, not with humans, with their own kind, because um, that affects their entire health, of you know, the entire life, life for them. So it's just really important that you not participate in those things, because if people didn't spend money on it, those opportunities would not exist. Right. So does that mean that there are any what about places where you can go and view? Um, so I know a lot of your sanctuaries, you can't. There's not even open days or anything, is there? Or there's very few open days. Yeah, well, yeah, they all have at, at least one day a year. Some have more than that, um, where they open to the public so that donors can see what they're supporting. And I think that is important because people won't understand what the sanctuary is doing, and they won't want to help if they can't ever see what's going on there. Yeah. So they, they do it in a way that is not stressful to the animals. They very much minimize, you know, noise or activity and, and the animals have the ability to go, you know, escape if they want to. And I don't mean escape. I mean, escape from the, the eyes of everyone. <laughs> yeah. They can go into a private area or relax or, you know, go away if they don't want to be around the humans. Um, and even then there's very, there's a lot of distance separating them. It's not like they're right up close to where the people are. Um, so there's responsible ways to do that, to, to let people know what's going on at a sanctuary, but it's not a daily occurrence and it's not, um, something that, that can have a negative impact on the animals, you know, on a daily, on a daily schedule. Right. So does that mean you, you wouldn't really recommend going to zoos for the most part? Cause zoos are obviously there for people to view the animals. I mean, often they're in pretty, I mean, the Melbourne zoo you know they're pretty big enclosures but for for most of the animals anyway and they do have a um i think they are um phasing out any animals that aren't uh, endangered so they're uh, uh-huh. uh, but i mean i'm i'm no expert on this at all but i'm just wondering about um places right. like that there's probably different levels of um how ethical a, a, a zoo could be but um yeah 
Completely. There's there's a lot of different types of facilities that can call themselves zoos, just like there's different facilities that can call themselves sanctuaries. But um, we work with a lot of really amazing experts from zoos that collaborate with sanctuaries. So I'm not going to say people shouldn't ever visit zoos. They can they can make up their own minds about that. Um, and there really are some incredible experts in the primate world um, from zoos who do a lot to rescue primates and get them into sanctuaries and support sanctuaries. We all sort of work together. Yeah. I guess Wendy from Full House is an example of this, a zoologist who worked hard to get a chimp. She saw a chimp alone in Uganda and she thought, I'm going to take that to San Francisco, you know, city right. by the bay. That's really not what the zoos do now. Okay. Yeah. yeah sorry. I thought Accredited that was... zoos will not do that. <laughs> they won't just pick up, pick up a chimp and take it with them to America? Here's a sign. If you see Aunt Wendy at a zoo, that's not a good zoo. <laughs> and you'll you'll know Wendy because she'll be there in khaki. Yes, look for look for khaki. And she'll probably have uh, it Uncle means that Joey all the animals were still, right. She might be making out with him in the corner. Yeah. Um, it means all their animals were stolen from their families in Uganda, and you should not go there. Uh, Danny, you should leave. Danny McMeans asked a question that follows on from this, and maybe we've kind of answered it, but I'll ask it anyway. Uh, and he's okay. talking about his uh, local zoo, which is the Sacramento Zoo. Uh, and he says uh, he's a bit worried about uh, the zoo in his area. He's heard that the enclosures are too small. They have three orangutans, f- uh, six chimps, and a few lesser apes. They are currently in the process of considering looking to move. So my question is, is it better to not go to the zoo until they get a larger location and a sort of protest or to continue to go to give money so that they can more easily move location that's an interesting question yeah that is a um, bit of a catch-22 sort of thing or it it's is not at i all mean i guess 22. i just watch catch 22 on <laughs> online so, so you're gonna use that phrase a lot. yeah i'm like all right i've got a new phrase that i already knew to be honest i've heard of catch 22 it's an old book stop looking at me it is <laughs> feeling you're judging I read guys that book a long time ago that I'm gonna. Re- I haven't read it. I've, I really enjoyed the series. It was a series by George Clooney. I think he was like EP of it, and it was really, it was really good. So I'm looking forward to reading the book now. But anyway, yeah, uh, Danny, what, what what do you think about Danny's question? Danny. Do you know anything about the Sacramento Zoo? You know, I just looked it up. They are accredited by the AZA, which is the group I recommended. Yeah. Um. So that's that's heartening. Uh. That's a good sign. Um. In my opinion, I don't know if I felt like a facility had subpar uh, enclosures and standards. I don't know that I would want to support them with my money. Yeah. Um, maybe I would encourage Danny to find out for sure what their plans are and maybe maybe talk to zoo leadership and see say, what can I do to help? Because maybe there's a better way than spending your money um, on you know your entrance fee there might be a more direct way to help them move if that's truly what they're intending to do yeah great oh this is really i i think this is the most serious this uh show has ever been i appreciate the... is that depressing <laughs> no no i mean it's i i think it's it's good to it's good to know uh gail uh rugg also said that she's she's been wondering the same thing about going to zoos is she doing bad by like yeah it's it's a it's a it's a funny thing because people go to zoos because they love animals and they want to be near them and, and they want to show love. But it's, yeah, it's frustrating to know that that's potentially indirectly harming yeah. them. That's, 
obviously not what people are intending to do. So it's a, yeah, it's a tricky one. It's a real it's, catch-22. Am I saying that right? It's so tricky. Yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah. It's contribute to, let me hear you say that. <laughs> uh, contribute. No, <laughs> contribute. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a, once I did a, a, filmed a sketch where I had to say the phrase sportswoman of the year. And I couldn't, mm-hmm. I, I hit a different syllable every time and I could not say it in the way they wanted me to. And there's, I reckon there's 10 minutes of me saying it a hundred times and I don't think I ever got it wrong. I still don't know how I said it wrong. Sportswoman of the year. <laughs> Sportswoman of the, anyway. Sportswoman of the year. Yeah, it was a nightmare. Um, But I've, you know, I've moved on. I've moved on. I've clearly made peace with that. It's not a big deal. I'm not, um, I don't think about that going to bed or anything like that. It's fine. Nope. Nope, you're good. Uh, Isaac Kingy asks, how cool are galadas? Is it galadas or geladas? And why? Gelada. Gelada. How cool are geladas and why are they so fierce? First of all, they're very cool. <laughs> I'm going to have to, I don't, <laughs> got to look up what a gelada. They have some scary jaws. They're sometimes oh, called the wow. bleeding heart. Yeah, they're a baboon. Oh, they're amazing. Yeah, yeah, they're they're exotic. Yeah, that that red chest is I can't yeah. fully figure out what's going on there. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's why they're called the bleeding heart baboon. I would right, think. Right, that uh, makes sense. Oh no, we have yeah. talked about these on the show. They're also the ones that can really open their ma- their top lip up mm-hmm. to just show their gums right off for a threat. Right. Yeah, yeah. they look yeah. kind of like lions as well. Yeah, they do. Big manes. They do. And sometimes baboons remind me of dogs too with their muzzle. Yeah. Um, something about it is canine to me. And they're even very, though they're not at all canine. <laughs> they they look like they they when they run on all fours, they yeah, look really comfortable as even though they you know, they can stand up on their hind legs. And they yeah. but they look really comfortable like, like a dog, I guess, on all four or a lion. We're getting yeah, into these, pretty sciencey talk now. <laughs> <that's right. laughs> All these exotic animals. <laughs> they're, they're liony and doggy and and so fierce. Um, but it's yeah, they are fierce. But you know, I, I I think all primates are fierce. I don't know if gelada baboons are more fierce than than other primates. They look maybe scarier, but I, I don't know. Have you ever seen an angry chimp? They scare the heck out of yeah. me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, they tear people apart if they wanted to. Yes. Well, and I'm they sure this thing to. would do. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, even the um, bush babies, you know, when they get fired up, don't, <laughs> you don't want to get in their way. Even the the piggy marmoset, I wouldn't be messing with them. No, angry marmosets, no. <laughs> uh, th- so thanks, Isaac, for the question. Aaron, who, hey, <laughs> that's not going to be able to, ho, ho, ha, who. Something like that. He asks. <laughs> yeah. He asks the question: What's the best way to shampoo a carpet? Now, is this in your expertise? He followed it up with saying, "It's urgent." <laughs> I still can't stop laughing. And then oh, uh, J- Jason R- Ramsaran <laughs> commented on it. He said, "You know, Matt doesn't read these questions before he starts. She's getting this question." <laughs> yeah, you're right, Jason. You know me very well. I am. Aaron Huhey. <laughs> um Aaron Huhey. Great name. Yeah, any any knowledge on uh shampoo and carpets? 
<laughs> I'm Googling it right now. He probably, I mean, he, I think we need more information, really. Aaron, what kind of spillage is it? I know if it's red wine, you put white wine. If it's white wine, you use brown vinegar. I think if it's brown vinegar, uh, you use a topical solution. So I'm not sure what any topical solution is what all of those were, I think, actually. Doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. I would go to a store and rent a carpet cleaner, Aaron. Yep. You could do that too. Okay, great. Thank you yep, so much. Thank Erica. you for that question. I reckon you, <laughs> you're you not going to be stumped by any of these. Uh, Jason Ramzaran asks, um, if you were trapped on a, de- a deserted island, a deserted island, as I was going to say, <laughs> if you were trapped on a deserted island, which non-human primate would you want with you to help you survive, i.e. hunt, forage, and help building shelter? I don't think any primate would help me hunt, forage, and build a shelter. I guess he's talking, maybe think of it in a more of a, like a, a CGI planet of the apes scenario where they've, they've gained a little bit of, um, uh, intelligence through some sort of a, you know, evolution or whatever, which, which one's like basic, um, I skills would help okay. the most. Yeah. I, <clears throat> excuse me. I think, a an orangutan would be nice to have because, I think they would be easy to live with for a while. And I know you're saying CGI in like cartoony version. Yeah. Um, but even so. Well, have you seen I'm, Have you seen the rebooted Planet of the Apes? The orangutan in that Maurice is, I can't believe it's not a real orangutan. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. No, so I'm, I'm talking and, like modern technology, spot on, uh, 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 Andy Serkis in a suit kind of. Right. <laughs> I would still want an orangutan because they seem so thoughtful. Yeah. And I think they would um they would not make any rash decisions and right. like have me eat a poisonous plant. They would think about it and, they, and I could watch them and like copy what they do and survive. They also they they build shelters themselves, I think. And they Yeah, uh, yeah, they they hide under leaves if it's raining and stuff. They're great climbers, uh they're big yes. and strong. I think you I think I'm with you there. I reckon that's the that's the answer. Yeah. Well played. And I think the most important thing is that they wouldn't attack me and kill me. Right. Are so. they hunters or are they they're veg are they vegos or are they I, I believe foragers. they may I think they're like foragers, a lot of leaves. Um they may eat meat very rarely. I I think mm-hmm. I've read that there's been instances of them like eating um another animal very rarely, but I don't think it's very common. Right. I've just read this is off orangutans.com.au. So you got to trust that. Yeah. It says the orangutan yeah. diet is made up of bark, leaves, flowers, a variety of insects, and most importantly, over 300 kinds of fruit. Termites mm-hmm. and ants are also part of their diet and a source of protein. And to obtain minerals, they sometimes eat soil. Wow. Mm. So that's, I mean, they can they can survive on. They're survivors. N- not a lot. But, yeah, it's interesting. So that makes them, um, they're not vegetarians because they eat termites and ants. What do you call them? They're. Right. The, well, they're uh, jewel insect an insect insectivore. They're insectivores. They're, a, they're insecticides. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they are. Um, yeah, I could I could do that. I mean, minus the insects, I, I could live on that diet. I'm a vegetarian, so I could do that, right? Yeah, I think you could. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm, I would. My vote is orangutan great. on my deserted diet. I think. Yeah, I'm with you there too. I'm also a vegetarian. Um, then so, you could live there with us. All right, great. <laughs> okay. I'm basically a non-human primate. Um, I got the red. I got the red hair of an orangutan. 
That's right, Ranger, right? I'm a Ranger. Good memory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I, it That's used to my... be an insult. Not anymore. I, I still feel like it might be an insult. I still feel a little unease when I say it. No, I'm taking it as a compliment. I'll allow you to call me a Ranger as long as you mean you it. You taught it to me. Yeah. yeah. Why? Well, I, I, I think mean it in a good way. You you definitely would because you obviously appreciate orangutans. Yeah. So it would be weird for you to be like going, you're orangutan, <laughs> thing that I you really appreciate. Right. <laughs> you precious animal. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to do everything to help you survive and thrive. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You jerk. You dumb ranger. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing. <laughs> Tim Williams, there's not too many more of these. Tim Williams asks, now, why is it that we associate bananas with primates? I'm sure they eat other foods, probably more than they do bananas. They do. Yeah, so why but, Why is it bananas? Well, so many of them do eat fruit, though. I mean, monkeys and apes do eat fruit out of trees, and I'm guessing bananas are plentiful in the jungles where a lot of them live naturally. Right. But, um, yeah, I don't know where it all started, though. I'm not. I'm not sure why we latched onto that and not like, I don't know, berries or, you know, I guess the leaves. Fun they eat leaves well. more than bananas. And they're, they're <laughs> often seen as sort of uh, nature's comedians. And the banana is uh, nature's comedy prop. So It's the perfect intersection of comedy and primates yeah, for you. Totally. The banana. It's all making sense. It's also my favorite fruit. Um, it is? Yeah. Oh yeah, love a banana. Well, I mean, I don't. That's I a, don't. Do you count avocados as fruit? I forget. If they're fruit, then it's probably avocado. But oh, I love avocados. Yeah. I also have blueberries, or blueberries, like as you say over there. Blueberries. I don't say that. Blueberries. As blueberries, as you, as I know <laughs> no you say they're that. over in America. Blueberries. No one says that. Nope. No. As the Americans say, blueberries. <laughs> we say contribute too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not. What What does that mean? Is that a what, what was, it's a word you're oh, you mean familiar with? Contribute. Yeah, contribute, sure. Right. Oh, contribute. Yeah, yeah. Right. Now you're right. speaking my language. We have a real language barrier here. There is a real barrier. Uh, which I I I, I like because it's it's fading all the time because of you know the modern world is shrinking, you know? The world yeah, wide web. Bridging the gap. We're just chatting yeah. here on the on the internet right now. You're in, in La La days. Land. I'm in Melbourne, Australia. <laughs> <laughs> I don't talk like that, do I? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think anyone okay. talks like. No one talks like that. Oh, people do. Oh, do they? they? Do. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah, they do. Well, my accent was Here. spot on then. Whoever that is, that, that was who I was. I was impersonating. Um, yeah. Jaron Homiston asks, <laughs> "Since when did they get fingernails? Creep me out." <laughs> they. They. That's a. That's a lot of species. Like there. all. All primates, I guess. What, I, think I mean, they always had fingernails, Jaron. <laughs> Jaron, I think. <laughs> <what>? <laughs> this didn't just happen. This is not a recent development. Okay, Jaron, I think yeah. There's there's questions you got to ask before that. I think you should you should read a book, Jaron. <laughs> Jaron's all freaked out over nothing. No fingernails. If you look at your hands, Jaron. Do it quietly and maybe sitting down. But if you look down at your fingers, <laughs> you're going to see something that may creep you out as well. Fingernails. <laughs> oh, don't spoil it just in case they haven't seen it yet. But, yeah, thank you so much oh, for I that question, Jaron. I'm assuming I'm missing the point of that. But, yeah, since when did they get fingernails? <laughs> creep me you out. And me both. I love, I love that question. 
Uh, Nige <laughs> asks, how was your day? He's how asking was, me? Yeah, how was your day, Erica? You know, it was a different sort of day because I had a lot of dental work done. Right. And and I got no, Novocaine and my whole face was numb. So for the first half of the day, I kind of felt like I was slurring my words. And I'm, and then I almost missed this podcast because Matt and I had our days wrong because it's, it's Wednesday for me here in the States. And it's Thursday here. for him. What a wild yeah, world Yeah, and we said is. Thursday. Yeah, we, we didn't think about that. So it's been a bit of a, of a different sort of day. Thank you for asking. But uh, all is good now. Thanks for that question, Nage. Uh, and Rich Compo asks, have there been any primate fossils found in North America? Oh, like, like I'm guessing like old extinct primates. Mm. Do you know what like I'm our, our ancient ancestors? Yeah. Um, or, or like, I guess, I'm you know, like say, yeah. the well, gigant, what's the gigant? Gigantic, gigantic. Oh, I can't say it. The Gi- Pithecus well, or whatever. Yeah, I think. Well, I'm pretty good at pronouncing words. So I'll have a go at this one. Gigantopithecus. I, that's better than Close-ish. I did. Gigantopithecus. Um, and he wait, he asked if they're found in America. Yeah, North or, American. I think, I think they're all found in Africa. Right. Because that's where primates originated. Um, I don't think there's any in North America. Just, that have been found. That's my guess. It's a total guess. I really don't know what I'm talking about. We're yeah, we're really flinging questions at you from all aspects of uh, primatology. <laughs> I feel now. pretty uh, very inadequate here. Uh, Did I'm you just the first anything? thing I found says it's from Palomar.edu, and it says uh, other Oligocene deposits containing some fossil primate bones have been found in North and West Africa, the South, Southern Arabian Peninsula, China. Southeast Asia, as well as North and South America. Monkeys evolved during the early Oligocene or possibly near the Eocene, end of the Mm. Eocene. So, yeah, maybe. Okay. So maybe they might have been monkeys, like smaller ones that we now see in South America, I'm guessing. Right. Or Central. Yeah, but, I mean, that's way beyond anything I know (laughs) well. Well enough to talk about in public. And then f- finally, Joe Haslam asked a one-word question. Oh. Sam Squatch? <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's my answer. Yes. <laughs> Is Sam Squatch a specific Sam kind of Sasquatch? Or... I think you mean Sasquatch. Oh, it's great. Sam, Sam Squatch? Um, he asked <laughs> Sam Squatch question mark, exclamation mark. Like it was under pressure. Feels like he's like yeah. he's looked up, he's seen one, and he's like, I need to double check this is real. Sam Squatch? Sam Squatch. Oh, wait. Okay. When you Google Sam Squatch, is it Sam Squanch? Oh, it is Sam Squanch. Am Sam I? Sam Squanch is from a. Sh- oh, is that the one? Park from Boys. The- yes, which is a great show. I haven't seen it. I should oh, check it Oh, my gosh. Out. Matt, you have to watch that. Sam Squanch? It's amazing. It's Sam Squanch is not a large part of the show, but it's a line that one of the characters gets into for a little while. Okay. Oh. And uh, my husband's going to be thrilled that we brought up Trailer Park Boys on this episode. Okay, good. Well, I'm, I'm glad yeah. we've uh, kept your husband happy. Seeing as <laughs> at the very last minute, I've dragged you away from uh, your week, your Thursday night dinner, Wednesday night dinner. It's, sorry, it's Wednesday, and it's not. It's ten thirty p.m. here. Holy so. moly! 
Okay. No dinner time now. Yeah. He's probably watching Trailer Park Boys right now. He very well could be. Well, I guess maybe we should let you get back to uh, what you do at 10.30 p.m. um, (laughs) of an evening. And I'll – but the last few things we normally do, I don't know if you remember this at the end of the episode, we normally give the the media that we just consumed a score out of bananas. How many bananas out of how many in the bunch? That's all up to you and how ripe they are. Even last (laughs) week uh, my guest uh, chose a different kind of – he gave it ladyfingers. So you've got, I mean, you've got so many different ways you can go with this. On this episode, okay, I'm going to pick. House. I'm going to pick the most traditional bananas that you can find. So, yep. like, just your normal standard yellow bananas. I'm going to pick uh, a bunch of five because I think that's like an average bunch. It's a classic Because the bunch. show that, right? It's classic. It's average. This show is the same. It's classic and average, and I think that it's been around <laughs> so long that. Yep. The bananas are very, very ripe. Like they're like they're not rotten, but they're super ripe because yeah. they've just been hanging around and hanging around. If you held one from the bottom with the peel off, it may break in half with gravity. It may that kind of thing. Yeah. Yes. Ripe. All right. And and how many out of five? Or are you giving it the full five oh, out sorry. of five? Mm. I might give it four out of five just because they called the chimp a monkey. Yeah, that definitely had to lose a banana for me as well. I'm going to say yeah. uh, maybe uh, six out of 11 uh, bananas. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it was, I mean, I don't know if it, there was something something about it. There was some nostalgia in there somewhere. <laughs> but, I mean, I didn't really credits. enjoy most of it. The song is so good. I can't help. Right. I want to play a little bit of the song probably at the end of this episode. Uh, Please do. Skip it about ba Love that bit of scatting. They brought scatting <laughs> to the mainstream. Full house. Yes. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it is. It does not hold up. I remember my dad when I was a kid. He would say, "We're not watching that American crap." <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know why he was calling that American. Like everything on TV is pretty. Like fifty percent of the shows on TV are American. So I don't know why he was singling that out as American crap. But, um, it really kind of is American crap, though. Right. I don't, yeah, your dad, I don't really argue with that. Okay, fair enough. By the <laughs> way, uh, big fan of how you say bananas. <laughs> that's New Jersey talking is right it? there. Is it right? Bananas. Yeah, it's bananas. Five bananas. Yeah, yeah. Bunch of five bananas. <laughs> uh, so that's. They can't help it. That's the banana score. And then we do the DNA. How much of yourself did you see in Ginger the Chimp? On screen as a percentage, because uh, in way of explanation of this segment, uh, Andy Matthews, who's some sort of scientist, was on the first episode of the show, and he told us that humans and chimps share ninety-eight percent DNA. Uh, so we normally mm-hmm. talk about how much of ourselves we see in the chimp or the on-screen primate as a percentage mm-hmm. from one to one hundred. You know how percentages oh. work. <laughs> I'm familiar with them. Yes, um, I might say I'm eight. Well, eighty percent ginger. Yeah, because I mean, technically we're 98, but whatever, 80 um, percent just because Ginger gets into lots of trouble. And, and and I don't know if I would necessarily do that, but she does think Uncle Jesse is cute. And I think Uncle Jesse is cute. Yeah. So we're alike in that way, although I certainly wouldn't treat him the way she did. Yeah, you wouldn't, um, wouldn't go straight for hands in the pocket. I'm not handsy <laughs> like that. No. Yeah, I don't think I don't think <laughs> no. you get away with that. That's really 1992 type behavior. Uh, <laughs> That's right. We don't accept. I'm that a little anymore. more subtle. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, I get Ginger. I see where she's coming from, but we're not completely the same. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, that was something that I took away from that. I said, geez, John Stamos was a hot babe in 1992. <laughs> Probably still yeah. is. I haven't seen him in a while. The last time he, he was sort of in the public eye in Australia is when he uh, was on a breakfast TV show and he was off his chops. And I think it was later explained that he was, I think maybe he'd taken a Valium or something. Or he flew out and he had some, he was medicated or something, but he just, he seemed drunk. But there was some oh. sort of, um, they talked it down from, yeah, it was some sort of medical thing or something like that. I did not know about this. No, I mean, it was, it was, Semi-big news in Australia, but I imagine John Stamos in 2008 being a bit drunk on TV isn't going to make it back to mm. America necessarily. <laughs> maybe it did. I don't know. But he's a father now. You know, maybe he's calmed down. Yeah. I mean, he was a, he was a rock and roller. Yeah. He, you know? he was with the Beach Boys. He played with the Beach Boys. He did. He played drums on Kokomo. I know. He's in the film. He's a talented guy. What a, he could do it all. He really can. <laughs> it's no wonder the chimp liked him. He can do both playing a cheesy uh, uncle character in a sitcom and play the drums for a, a cheesy pop hit. <laughs> yes. Actual rock star and pretend rock star yeah. all in one. He's a bl- It's a blur. Where does he begin? Where does he end? I reckon mm-hmm. Uncle Jesse is real. You know what I mean? He's. He really is. I we should is. all... Yeah, we should all aspire to have a little bit of his zest for life. Yeah. Right? I think so. I think that's a beautiful sentiment. I think so. Um, <laughs> I guess I'm going to say, I'm going to say um, maybe, yeah, I'm like you, not at all trouble. I don't I don't look for trouble like Ginger. I'm going right. to say maybe 60%. And, yeah, most of that mm-hmm. is a fondness for John Stamos. It's <laughs> <laughs> about all that. Everyone's. Yeah, everyone likes him. Yeah, how could it's you okay. Not? It's okay to admit that. I think it should be okay. I'm okay with it. It is okay. Uh, yes, you should be. And then the last thing we do uh, is thank a few patrons, even though we've already heard from a few of them. Uh, <laughs> here are a few more, and they what I get them to do is tell me what their favorite primate is, and um, so I'm gonna uh, do that now. Um, and the way people can support the show is go to primate. Uh, Sorry, patreon.com slash do go on pod, and they can support uh, the three podcasts in this little podcast network, including Primates, Do Go On, and Book Cheat. And uh, yeah, one of the rewards is you get a shout out at the end of the show. Um, you also get into the Facebook group where I asked that question before, and people were able to give, uh, send questions to Erica. Um, but I'm going to thank mm-hmm. a few here. Uh, Patreon Matt Dennis says he's a big fan of gibbons, they have ball joints in their wrists. I think he says so they can change direction while swinging. Several several years ago at the Melbourne Zoo, we were checking them out. One was hanging out right up against the window, looking at a little kid. The gibbon then put one finger in in its own bottom, pulled it out, and popped it in its mouth. Drew quite oh. a reaction for the zoo visitors. <laughs> That's a subtle message. I didn't expect in there. that. No, that was quite a turn, a little turn there. I'm a big fan of the gibbons as well. For different reasons, I'd say. Um, <laughs> Me too. I think they're they're awesome animals, but yeah, did not know that that happened once. To me. Okay, moving on. <laughs> uh, Dan Barley, he says, "You already know my primate. Uh, you used its picture for this post." Oh, okay, because I, I post I post a picture for the question. Says seriously though, how cute is it? It's a little ball of orange happiness. Ha ha. Well, I've cut and pasted that, Dan. You have, I haven't read this yet. Now I can't remember what the 
primate is that I asked that question on? Ow, mate. Was it an orangutan? You said it was orange? No, I think it was it a I think it might have been a a golden tamarind, maybe. Mm. You're looking it up now? I think it was a golden lion tamarind, I'm pretty sure. Oh. Which they're pretty also adorable. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure, Dan. (laughs) So that's his favorite. That's his favorite. He sold me out a bit there though, but I'm pretty sure it's the golden lion tamarind is what you're saying there, Dan. And you're right. Uh, that is mm. an, uh, a little ball of orange happiness. Um, respectable choice. Respectable choice. Jeez, respectable. That's, Very. You're a bit cold on it there, Res- only respectable. No, I, I support it. That's uh, a good choice. And then Mark Sweeney says, uh, my favourite primate is the gorilla, mostly because of the memory I have of visiting the zoo as a child. Excited to see the gorillas, eight-year-old me was shocked to find that they – that all they did was touch themselves and pee on each other. What a weird list. Of- <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I'm so sorry. This has given you a bad, um, uh, a bad no. experience of who listens to this show. I don't think they're all have- <laughs> into um, scatology or whatever. Or not, you know, maybe a lot of them like the scatting at the end of the Full House theme, but not necessarily. That's like a different kind of scat. Different kind of scat. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Yeah, we should have specified that. <laughs> I should have let them know. Um, I think they got a, some somewhere along the lines. The message got confused. Um, it did. But still, these are the people that help this show make it uh, exist. So I really do appreciate their support. There's one final one. Let me get. I've just lost it here. Just scrolling down. Um, yes, I wonder what their favorite is. Yeah, and if it's got anything to do with shit or piss. <laughs> Odds are it does. <laughs> Finally, um, yeah, so far it's two out of three. Um, finally, Cameron, <laughs> not Cameron Silk says, my favorite little primate pal is the red slender loris. The most social of nocturnal primates, they play wrestle, sleep curled up on a branch with their feet, uh, with their head between their legs, and they are cute as shit. Always look like <laughs> they have just had a big night and are feeling guilty about something. I haven't. I don't know if I know what these ones look like. I'm gonna have to look this up. They are adorable. Red slender loris. To me, they resemble bush babies, but uh, they have the the big nocturnal eyes, and and they're adorable. He's right. They're cute as shit. Oh yes, they are. I love. Yeah, the lorises are great, and that, I love how he's got a specific kind of uh, loris, the red slender. Right. That is very particular. Yes. But good uh, for him. I know. I, I know Cameron. He, he's a he's a good guy and a very good suggestion there. Thank you so much, Cameron. Um, Thank you, Cameron. And that I mean that basically brings us to the end of the episode. Where where can people find you? I'll, I'll put a link to Napsa uh, below. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, we're talking now. When I say Napsa, I'm talking about the Notional Agreement Preserving State Awards. I'll put a link to that false, website false, so you can no. vote in their upcoming awards or yeah. whatever they are, I assume. <laughs> Please do not. You can vote. Everyone can vote, but that is not who we are. Oh, sorry. Who, wait, who are you again? <laughs> we are the North the National American Australian Tri- Pharmacy no, Students Association. No pharmaceuticals. No. No? North. No. Is this a pharmaceutical podcast? Am I yeah. the wrong one? Yeah, yeah. This is the ph- oh, we've been talking about it. that pharmaceutical what? episode of Full, Full House all episode. <laughs> oh, that's such a good episode too. How yeah. did these lines get crossed again? <laughs> Whoopsies. Okay. Well, <laughs> darn. It was all a big misunderstanding. <laughs> so uh, this North feels American like the primate. plot of a, an episode of Full House all of a sudden. 
It is. You tell me when I should say the name of my organization. You should. Sorry, I've talked over you three or four times. I'll, I'll give you a clean run from now. Let's try. Let's see if I can do it without mucking it all up. The North American Primate Sanctuary Alliance. You can find our website at primatesanctuaries.org. We're on Facebook at Primate Sanctuary and Instagram and Twitter at Napsa Primates. Awesome. So I'll have links to all that stuff in the show description. If you click on them and follow them, I follow them. And they're nothing else. Great pictures of primates. um, Thank you. It's a a real nice time. Uh, and hopefully, Erica, if you, if uh, the listeners being into um, shit and piss hasn't turned you off too much, we'll have to have you back on again sometime soon. I would love to. I mean, look, shit and piss is what happens with animals, so it's it's natural. It's part of life. We're used to it at sanctuaries. Right. It won't scare me away. No, and yeah. it definitely feels like that. It had a lasting impact on a few listeners. So, um, <laughs> hey, they're listening, so that's good. That's true. <laughs> And people can find primates on social medias at primates pod and uh, the Gmail email address is primates pod at gmail.com. And there's links. All of this is in the show description. Um, there's also a link to giving us topic suggestions, different movies and TV shows that uh, you think would be make good episode topics. Maybe if you <laughs> want to suggest, put it in the notes, um, a topic that you think Erica would be good for next time. Let us know. And also please review us if you can on iTunes or wherever. Give us a five-star review. Why not? And Erica, as we always finish the show with our classic sign-off, thanks so much for joining us, Erica. And as we always Thank say you here. For having me. So, sorry, Erica. Okay, I'm, <laughs> Do it again. Do I feel like again. I've talked over you more this episode than in the past. No, me too. I'm trying not to. I'm gonna remember that. I've just got it because there's that slight delay. So I think we both go for the same what we think is the pause, but it's Anyway, I'll remember that for next time. So (laughs) thanks so much for joining us uh, this week, Erica. And as we always say here on Primates Podcast. I hope you like the podcast as much as Uncle Jesse likes his hair. podcast is part of the planet broadcasting network visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates i mean if you want it's up to you planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.